Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red Channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout, and the stands. Liverpool's wait for a win at the Etihad in the Premier League will stretch into a ninth year, but uh, this 1-1 draw against Manchester City this afternoon would probably feel like a victory, given it came via a Trent Alexander-Arnold equaliser with around 10 minutes to go uh, of normal time. Uh, Erling Haaland had earlier given the uh, citizens the lead, the uh, Premier League and European champions, of course. And uh, it was a difficult game for Liverpool, probably the most difficult of the uh, Premier League season. In all honesty, uh, I think if you ask the uh, other 18 teams in the Premier League which is the toughest away day of their season, I think you probably get uh, nine different answers between the Etihad and Anfield. And for the Reds, uh, this hasn't been a happy hunting ground in recent years, of course. Just the one win. Uh, here in the Premier League at the Klopp era that was way back in November 2015 and of course that famous uh, Champions League victory back in uh, April of 2018 but uh, as I say this probably will have felt as close to a victory as you're likely to get given that uh, Liverpool have secured a big point here at the Etihad and uh, kept on the coattails of City who uh, went into the game top of the Premier League Um, we're still waiting to find out the full potential of this new look Liverpool team aren't we and Days like today are, are a good indicator as to how far they've come from the uh, the depths of last season when uh, they finished a dismal fifth and uh, knowing uh, the eventual champions, Manchester City, they've uh, obviously developed a bit of a rivalry over the last five years or so, sort of reinventing what a, a real title uh, chase looks like in terms of its excellence. They've recorded point tallies uh, between 92 points and uh, 99 during those, uh, those seasons and you know, two times City have won the Premier League title by a single point in um, 2019 and 2022. So, you know, the Klopp-Guardiola uh, rivalry has become a little bit of an era in itself, you know, alongside the likes of uh, Ferguson and Wenger and Mourinho and, and uh, Ferguson and, and those types of, of managerial rivals. So, uh, for Liverpool to get sort of uh, something approaching and even footing once again with, uh, with City is um, indicative of the progress that has gone on during the summer months and... Um, Obviously, in the early going of the season, Liverpool have now played 13 times and uh, have lost just one game. And that was, of course, when they lost in controversial circumstances at Tottenham back in September when they had two men sent off. They had a a clear goal ruled out and uh, it was Joel Matip who scored a 96th-minute own goal. So um, there's plenty of positives to take from Liverpool's early uh, season. And now with the final international break of the calendar year uh, behind us, Liverpool can now look ahead to a uh, jam-packed December 
um, with a lot of big fixtures on the horizon, games like Manchester United, games like Arsenal and the League Cup quarterfinal as well. Um, so you kind of get the feeling that maybe December will will make or break Liverpool's um, title hopes. Possibly um, that might be stretching a little, stretching it a little bit too far. But uh, certainly coming off this one, Liverpool uh, Klopp and his players should be full of optimism uh, and confidence going forward. It's uh, never an easy place to come, as I say. Probably the most difficult one for the Reds in the Premier League. But um, they weathered the storm well at times after going behind to Haaland's goal. Um, City had the goal ruled out in the second half after Alisson Becker was judged to have been shoved by Manuel Lacanji from a corner. Um, a bit of a soft one, but one that normally you see goalkeepers getting um, in the hustle and bustle of the Premier League. So uh, City feeling slightly aggrieved for that one, but um, there will be few real complaints in all honesty. Alisson Becker um, staying on goalkeeper. He wasn't at his um, stunning best, but... Um, I think he might have pulled up with a muscle injury late on and he, he was seen hobbling through the post-match media mix home and he walked past myself and, uh, and my journalistic counterparts and that'll be a concern in the coming days in all honesty you know Liverpool can ill afford to be without a goalkeeper of his quality obviously one of the best in the world um, so we'll await further um, information on that one as well as Diogo Jota who was also brought off with an injury as well um, but for now, I think Liverpool can leave um, the Etihad and go back down the M62 with um, positive thoughts after a, um, a big point and one that uh, keeps them on the coattails of City. And now they move on to Lask in the Europa League, which is on Thursday evening as they look to wrap up qualifications to the knockout stages of that one. Um, you don't want to be in the Europa League for too long, but it's certainly one that they can go um, all guns blazing for and see where they end up with, um, of course, the final in Dublin in May. Um, but all in all, a good Saturday afternoon for Liverpool. Klopp, of course, doesn't like the lunchtime fixture, but uh, for all the grumbles around that one, and a lot of them are legitimate, um, they can come away from this one thinking that uh, it's job done, even if it's uh, the wait for a victory here goes on. Um, still, all in all, a big point for Liverpool. That could be uh, huge come what may. It's finished here at the Etihad. Uh, Manchester City 1, Liverpool 1. Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, Jürgen. Um, Fence just said in his interview with Sky that, he, he, that you were telling them at half-time there was definitely a goal in this for your team and, and that it was, there, it was there to be got. And clearly that was a strong conviction of you. I told the boys, imagine we would play good. Oh, that game could look because we had good moments in the first half, um, but we didn't feel them properly. It was not that we, oh, OK, let's try it again like this, or here we have them. 
but all their good moments had a real impact. I could see there's some body language and stuff like this, and we were we lost compactness. Um, we gave we were a bit in a rush in the first line to to to, to press Edison with nothing around. Um, that opened up for their opened up the half spaces. Even when we when we were more together, we've, they found Bernardo too often. Um, but we, we told between Dom and Mo. Uh, better communication that that doesn't happen, and then it's it either last line always against City has to step in and defend into midfield, so there is then either Trent or or, or Joel. And it was a bit tricky, and then in the second half we made that a bit clearer how we want to do that with Trent more in that position already and and taking the risk in the last line, but not in between the lines. Uh, and yeah, then we scored a goal. That's a very positive thing. Trent scored it. Trent was super influential today, eh? not only in the goal, around the goal in all situations, was really a really important player and a really good game of him. Um, yeah, the shadow on this game is obviously that Ali felt something and Diogo felt something. So that's uh, uh, something we have to assess and then, yeah, we will see. Jonathan? Jürgen, when you, you think how much a team like City throw at you in a game like this, and especially Doku throwing at all the skills at Trent, was it the the, the defiance and the mentality of the team that, that sort of pleased you the most? Look, it's... I know, mentality is a big word, but I, we, when I speak about body language, it's a bit, of, a bit similar to mentality. I didn't like it too much in the first half, and I don't speak about Trent or whatever in the situation with Doku in general. So, but it's really difficult when you are. We are still. In, we are still in the early stages with the team, and we have. Um, before the team, I had to. And before the game, I had to. In the press conference, I had to talk about. What was the thing? Was press conference about can Maka play a six and stuff like that? I said, yeah, yeah, he can. He can definitely. And everybody who saw the game could say he can play a six. But how was it around? How compact were we around? So that's then the problem. So, um, and that was not as great. So. Um, yeah, we went through a lot of tough moments and um, this season already, and this today coming here is a tough one. So, and I know it's it's part of the circus and all these kind of things, but preparing the most difficult game of the season away at the Etihad with one with one session is really a challenge. And maybe I'm just not good enough. That's absolutely possible, but it's really tricky to do that in 30 minutes on the pitch and 45 in a meeting room. And so we needed the first half maybe to 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 understand even more um, about that, and and we improved in details, which makes a difference. And we scored a goal and brought it over the line, and I'm very happy with that. Yeah, it's a very uh, fierce rivalry. We saw you at the end um, uh, with uh, with Darwin. What what, what happened? It has between... nothing to do with a fierce rivalry. I don't know what you want to make of that. It's not a fierce rivalry. We're rivals. What is a fierce rival? Where, where do you see that in? Because on a pitch, it's challenges. And this situation after the game has nothing to do with a historical fierce rivalry. I don't think Darwin Nunes knows anything about that. I mean, just, just, just passions are high when two, when two big teams emotions, meet. Emotions. So, I, 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 I'm not sure I'm the one who should explain it, to be honest, because I was absolutely not involved, surprisingly. Um, <laughs> um, I was absolutely not involved. I. Love them both, and so I tried to calm the situation down, down without knowing 100% what happened because I didn't understand the word. Um, but I know, uh, so that's it. But it's, I, I really think it's nothing what is not already sorted. To be honest, it's emotional. That's this. Pep wants to win. We want to win. So and then. 
both didn't win, so obviously nobody really happy, and um, then these things can happen. Jürgen, what was your assessment of Trent today? Because he was, he was up very good with a really difficult opponent, yet was still able to get himself forward with ten minutes to go to score the equaliser. Yeah, yeah, he played a really good game. A really good game as far as super influentially changed it, if you want, with the position. We changed him, brought him more, made more clear where he has to be in these moments. But he did that really well and had still his moments with Doku where he was really strong in, 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 the, in the 1 1 situations. You could see in a lot of moments how difficult it is against him. He's a really good dribbler. Um, and old Trent was pretty influential today in a good way. Hi, Jurgen. Hi. I think you said before this game that this team For us, I think we passed the uh, test today. I'm not sure it was that test. That's um, if that makes sense. So it's 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 in a business where where nobody has time. Um, it's really difficult to ask for it and to use it. And if you want, so we are. How can we be last year with a team who was played long together and stuff like this, much longer than this team now? Uh, yeah, we got here completely under the wheels, and it was, we had no real chance in this game today. We had, we had a chance. I think, if you ask me, I'm not, I'm not silly. I see the game, so if you see who would would have won the game more likely, it was City, obviously. But we had our moments, and we won games with lesser chances against City. To be honest, uh, from counter-attacking, and if we would have used them better, that would have been a very interesting game. So it's not about we are. We don't check if we are as good as City. So we want to be ready in these games. Um, to give them a proper game, and that's what we did today. But I, it's not that I look at ourselves and think, okay, that's a finished article, that's how we can play. Because I saw a lot of performances I was not overly happy with. The attitude was still good, but the performance was like, but it's a super difficult week. How can you judge that? Ten days away, coming back, one training, and the diff most difficult games are really tricky. So I'm not here to tell now oh, we should have done that better. I take what I get and work from here, and that's what we do. Last one at the back. Hi Jürgen, Hi. just on the Allison injury, it looked like a muscular thing, quite unusual for a goalkeeper. Does that kind of show the danger of what you've been talking about, that he plays late on Wednesday, comes back for an intense game? Am I allowed to mention that? <laughs> I don't know. But I have no clue where it's coming from. And yes, it's quite unusual, but it happened still, and it happened to us today. So He doesn't his fit now. Obviously, he was at home and fine, so all good. But he played last time two games, so it's it's all good. it's all fair. So I hope it's not that serious, but I don't have absolutely no clue in the moment what it is. I spoke to him and he said it only felt a little bit, but this, we have to wait for the scan, huh? Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye, bye, bye. Pep, just your assessment of that game and also the, the goal that was disallowed seems to have been. Listen, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it, but I had five uh, uh, flash interviews, and all of them asked me the same question. So maybe you watch it better than me. I didn't watch it, but uh, after Newcastle Arsenal action, so I don't know. I didn't watch it, honestly. Obviously, Pep will be uh, having led um, in the game for so long, it would be frustrating to have um, conceded the late equaliser. Can you just clarify what um, happened at the end with you and 
than Darwin Nunez. Nothing happened. In my, but Pep had to sort of, sorry, Jürgen had to sort of take him, take him away. Was so it just emotions running high? He's just stronger than me. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, no, nothing happened. But, but, we, but you know, listen, frustra I'm, you're frustrated though. Listen, no, it's not frustration for that. I'm really pleased. <coughs> so the second question at the press conference, you talk about that, we're not in the good side, honestly. So maybe for the last question they asked me about Darby Nunez and Pep Guardiola, I'm going to answer, nothing happened. So I'm incredibly pleased about the performance we played because we know exactly in seven years, eight years here, how tough they are, how good team. But the way they make our high pressing, the way how many provoke long balls, we can see just two chances against that team when Heather in the first half in the goal, because Alexanderano having incredible talent uh, for that situations. And, and the way we make a build up from Ederson, the pose that they have, that they take a decision first, invite them to make the first movement to take the right decision for the pass. The way they make a build up with Ruben, short and long. The way the Manu, Manu Akanji and Rodri, how they play in this ridiculous spaces, how they move, how in the position perfect Kyle and Ethan to avoid the transitions that with Salah and Nunez and and Luis Diaz after, and, or Jota, or whatever, so it was really, really good. Our left side was a little bit better than our right side. Maybe we missed a little bit, we contact with Bernie and Julian a little bit more, you know, productive, but these other type of players, they have another incredible talents, but these different, for example, Kevin Ogundo, that they have the ability, you know, to contact with Erling or the wingers in that position. In the transition, we don't have Kevin, for example, like in, against Liverpool always it's happened. The, our backwards, our how defenders set pieces, how we uh, amount of corners that we had, so everything, everything was really high standards. So after eight years winning what we won, perform against Liverpool in that way, oh my God! So it's really, really good. Uh, we are, they are happy. We are a little less happy. It's football. It's happened. So nothing, nothing else. So really, really pleased. I'm so proud of my team. So proud. Is, is, is this pride maybe the best compliment that it was less of a heavy metal and more of like a great pop kind of match? No, when they run it's heavy metal, when they run it's uh, my god, when they make a transition, we talk about that and do allow them to make one or two passes, contact with Salad, never lose a ball, set the ball and after they run, you cannot stop them, you just pray, go on your knees and defend well and today we did it well. So. Last game against Chelsea, in the box we defend really poor, so we go on the grass, so today we stand up, defend the duels, we rely on our keeper. So, in general, in, 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 but the way they play, we can't. We don't have the space that they have, they beat players for that way, for the transition squeak, we have a more post. And run when we can run, but make more the process, travel with the ball all together, you know? And, and we did it like quite similar last season, so we played really good. Because I know after eight years against which, which team we are playing for. So they are an excellent. So I admire a lot the job from Jurgen, he knows that. I spoke one personally or publicly because they are really good. I know how difficult it is to do what we have done. It's so difficult. And that's why after many years we are able still to do it, be hungry, be upset in the locker room and a little bit sad because they feel, oh God, we had the chances to do it, they don't do it. It's football, I said to them, guys, it was a master. It was an incredible great game. But football is like that. So statistics or who deserve more, it doesn't count. So they travel to Liverpool at one point, and I'm going to take my, my bottle of wine with one point. Now.
And Pep, we saw you on a couple of occasions turning to the crowd, sort of asking for more. Yeah. Do you think it's difficult sometimes after the incredible treble season for a support to lift themselves again? It's 12.30, still we were in the sheets. Really? It's 12.30, still we were sleeping a little bit. <laughs> it's 12.30, so... Yeah, it really, so... I would like noise, I like noise against Liverpool and whatever, but okay, it didn't happen. So we had, when I, do you know what I feel when it's happened? I had to play better. Create more chances and make environments, you know, the crowd, our followers. So yeah, we need them. So all these years in the important moments, uh, we did it together. And, and we need them. We need them. Being here, but come on, because these guys deserve it. So they are not starving. They are not, oh, guy. We want to travel. If you see how four goals in Chelsea, how run every game today again, so still they want to do it. And that is the best. When you win, everybody's happy. But when you don't win and playing that way, you have to be happier. Honestly, happier. Because it's not easy to see from consistency for many, many, many years. Winning everything and more. Well, we miss one. Just in Saudi Arabia this winter, we can close the circle and finish the circle winning the World Cup. So, when doing that, still performing that way? I know what I'm talking about, honestly. I know what I'm talking about. Simon? Could I ask you about uh, Haaland? Uh, 50 goals in 48 games. Which is Just 50. <laughs> 17 games quicker than any other player. Incredible record. Yeah, it's incredible. So the threat and... In some moments, we had to find him a little bit more, but the last action, you know, football at the end, we lost it because the, the head in the last corner from Julian, incredible take. Go direct to the goal is goal, go more out of the goal is goal. But it was no goal, it was not out of the goal. It was in the position, Nathan didn't arrive. So in football, it's the margin. So we go incredible. We spoke to, to Jeremy, Jeremy in the half time. So go to the byline. You, you invite him to go too much. Go to byline and choose reactions, go to byline. Make a cross. Erling shoot, deflection, keeper, good save. And Julian and Erl in field there, there and go to the Liverpool and after the score. Football is like that. So it happened. Another day, uh, Rodri in, uh, in Stamford Bridge, shoot deflection goal. Football is like that. Deflection is, is that. So we have to accept it. And, and after this action, we concede the goal. Really well done because Salah is excellent. When the people run us and play inside with Alexander Arnold, good finishing. Yeah, it's football. Against that team, is that. But we concede few. Against that team, Liverpool, I watch a lot of times these games because I enjoy watching him because he's a team like, he's positive, like we want to try to do. How many chances create today? Seven, eight, nine? After win, lose, like all the teams, but create chances. Today, we were incredible, good in all departments. So it's a pity, but I said to them, so. It's not going to win the Premier League today. We're not going to lose the Premier League today. It's just, okay, continue to be ourselves, perform against that team, like challenge us for the last years for many, many times, and, and, and play the way we have to play. And now it's continuing. Now it's against Leipzig, like they run more than, even more than, than, than Liverpool to qualify first. And after, you know, Spurs, and, and yeah, go on. Aston Villa, oh my God. So. <laughs> So continue, but in, with these players, what, what can I say? What can we get to say? So it's, the performance was really, really, but really, really good. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Hello, Alex Watt. After what was ultimately a really good point coming out of the game against Man City at the Etihad, um, 
Definitely strain my voice a bit, celebrating that Trent equaliser. So we'll see how this goes. But yeah, I'm fired up. Great result in the end. Lovely to see Darwin Nunes absolutely mugging Pep off at the end too. Uh, very enjoyable. Klopp with the hug of distraction, which was very funny. Um, it was another very Darwin performance from him today, wasn't it? But one thing you can never doubt is his passion for this team. He was obviously giving it the big one to their supporters after the goal. He was annoying Pep. He was pointing to the badge at the end. Uh, love him. Um, and then the goal itself, speaking of that, could not be more delicious that Trent Alexander-Arnold is the one who gets the goal. The shushing celebration to the City supporters who'd obviously been trying to give him a hard time all game despite him actually having a, a brilliant game overall to be honest um but yeah loved that celebration who's the best right back again sorry um he is him as the kids say and it came moments after City very nearly and probably should if we're being honest have made it 2-0 but for a last ditch save from Allison. um and I've just heard Trent speaking about how uh, they probably gave City a bit too much respect in the first half, so they actually regrouped at half-time, put that respect to one side um, and came out swinging more in the second half, which definitely led to quite a few heart-in-mouth moments watching <laughs> as a Liverpool fan, but it did also lead to a lot more going forward and ultimately that goal to make it 1-1, but... Yeah, definitely a very anxious viewing experience today, which they, they always are really, these games. And we choose to watch this. This is what we do as a leisure activity for some reason. But yeah, the the game as a, as a whole, uh, first of all, obviously really glad to see that all the Man City players who were injured earlier in the week made a miraculous recovery in order to all start this game after all. Who could have seen that coming, you know? Um... And first half, I did see a little bit of doom and gloom from some other Liverpool fans. Um, I thought it was a positive performance from us today, first half included. Um, very even game overall. The first half really just lacked the killer instinct in front of goal. Their goal came from an, an unfortunate error, really. So it wasn't a disaster by any means. And then the rally in the second half was great to see. You know, we saw that resilience again we saw that fight that desire to make sure we didn't drop points here in such a key game and in the end a point against the league leaders in a game away from home they rarely drop points at the Etihad we know that um early kickoff to boot after an international break I think this is a tremendous result and in the context of the, of the fact we've now played what City Chelsea Newcastle Spurs all away from home I believe um it's a great point in, in that context. Um, yes, their goal was an annoying one. We can't give the ball away to them like that. But there are a few moments of concern even before that with how casually we were passing it around at the back. Warning signs we didn't heed, really. But it's one of those where Alisson's trying to put Salah through. Just slips during the kick. It's unfortunate. And we definitely also got away with one a little bit with the disallowed goal for the foul on Alisson. Correct decision, um, but not the most blatant foul you're ever going to see. You never know with VAR, but based on previous examples of soft fouls on goalkeepers, some that have gone against us, um, it was the correct call. Um, and Akanji kept doing that, and I'm not sure why he wasn't getting properly penalised for it, but 
yeah, I thought such a positive performance today. I thought all the back four were great today, actually. Van Dijk, we've, you know, everyone said how he's he's right back to his best. Matip instead of Canate today, I thought Matip was brilliant. Um, really key in moving us forward as well during the game in a positive way. Simicast has been so good these last two games after a bit of a tricky period after he came back into the team for Robertson. But Trent Alexander-Arnold with a star performance today really had such a tough job up against Doku's obviously come into the City side, been great and overall did really well against him. Of course, points where he, he struggled a bit, but that's inevitable one-on-one against a winger like that. But I thought... All sides of his game were great today. He was constantly trying to make things happen. And in the end, he gets the all-important goal that makes it 1-1. We come away with a point. And on that point as well, I, I much preferred the setup today. Overall, Trent was very much playing as a right-back and not drifting into midfield as much, which was important to protect that side against Doku, Bernardo Silva, Haaland. But... Also, I think Klopp should look at doing that more this season going forward. To be honest, we we love that hybrid role for Trent in the latter part of last season. But with this new midfield setup now, we don't have that same need this season, in my opinion, for him to come central in the same way. So I'll be interested to see if this does continue going into the next few games. Um, but yeah, I thought this was, was a great performance from him today and from the team in the end against... You know, whatever the ins and outs of it, all the frustrations I have with with City and and all that kind of stuff, they are the reigning champions and they are the team to beat. And again, now the the key is keeping this momentum up for Liverpool. You know, we've got Fulham, Sheffield United, Crystal Palace. That's the next three in the league. That needs to be nine points and none of the sloppiness we've seen against the likes of Luton. We are in this title race, but it's these games where we're going to lose it. We've seen the desire today. We've seen the resilience, the fight against Man City. We've seen that this is a squad that wants wants it this season. We've seen that they're willing to scrap with Pep Guardiola and his team. So we need to see this again next Sunday against Fulham, please, and going forward. Great result. Cheers. Up the Reds. Steve Dawson, Liverpool's 1-1 draw at the Etihad. And I'm I'm very happy with that. I certainly would have taken a point beforehand, which is rare for me. I always really think Liverpool can and should win every game they play. But away to Manchester City, given that we'll have a return fixture at Anfield at some point, these could be, theoretically, the deciding fixtures. The difference between the two teams come the end of the season. So if we've taken uh, a point from them away from home, then that's very satisfactory. We didn't start so well, did we? Um, we seem very happy to be ultra intricate in our own third. I don't know about you, but much as I love and adore Alison Becker, and as good as he is with the ball at his feet, there is that little worry, isn't there, that he will make the occasional error. And sure enough, there was uh, more than one of those today. Um, and one of them led to their goal. Um, we, we were very confident, though, in being able to pass that ball around the the thing that everybody was avoiding doing was you know mailing the long ball downfield everybody knew that that wasn't what was desired and building up slowly from the back was the order of the day as it has been for some time with Liverpool and even against Manchester City um, you know that was that was what we were going for but I think they 
probably knew as we do that there is the occasional mistake in in AB at the back and they they put him under great pressure when we were at the other end of the field we were certainly guilty of not pulling the trigger uh, early enough getting the ball caught up underneath our feet of course it's difficult against um, that city defense they're quick and they'll close the spaces down but Darwin, Jota, Salah all guilty of just being unable to find that little extra bit of space to get the ball out from under their feet and get a shot off. Um, the final pass, the final shot, the lack of any kind of shot was was certainly a trait in the in the first half in particular. Um, but once we went a goal down, we were able to be more expansive, weren't we? And I think, you know, looked better, although not entirely convincing. There weren't many shots on goal until Trent took that marvellous first touch and buried the equaliser. And I thought up until that point, um, Trent hadn't been anything particularly special. I was surprised to see that he got uh, man of the match in some quarters. Um, he was under hitting dead balls, under hitting crossfield passes. Um, you know, not, not his best effort, but a fine finish. And he, he is of the class where he can do that kind of thing um, from time to time. You know, I like to give a Nunes watch, and I think he was a proper player today. Not not outstanding, but didn't make any silly errors. Uh, he was a danger, a goal threat. Um, not quite sure what his beef was with Pep Guardiola at the end. I'd like to find out. The the last thing I want to say is, and I and I feel guilty saying it. I don't feel comfortable saying it. I'm not convinced I'm right. But at the moment, as of today, I don't yet see Curtis Jones as the automatic choice that he apparently was. I mean, we had a pretty much a fully fit squad and I'm uncomfortable with the fact that Curtis Jones took position on the left-hand side of midfield. We want to get our best players on the field and I don't think we've got our best players in the squad yet. And by that, what I mean is, I've said this before, yes, McAllister is doing a, an okay job as the number six, but I think we all think he'll do a better job as a number eight in the position that Curtis took up today. Getting our best players on the field, and specifically in midfield for now, means um, Jabozlai on the right, I would say McAllister on the left in the eight position, and a player that we probably don't yet own in the sixth position. And that six may well eventually get taken up by Stefan Bacetic. I appreciate that. But he needs time to get back up to speed after protracted injuries. I, I think Endo's a good player, but it doesn't seem as if he's yet got Jürgen's confidence. Perhaps the man we're looking at is, is yet to be on our books. And yet we're hearing noises that Liverpool aren't going to recruit in that area when the January transfer window comes. And in that sense, then, I think we are an incomplete squad. And as valuable as this result has been, and as well as we've performed this season. Uh, and and we, we could easily have got more points than we have because there's been several injustices. So as well as we've done this season, I'm, I'm yet to be entirely convinced that we've got what is needed to, to win the Premier League. I, I, mean, I, I certainly don't think we're favourites. We're in with a shout. But we're within reach of that sort of thing. And what we need to reach out for is one more player a world-class number six, and I think that will make the difference. It'll have a knock-on effect 
in the advanced positions in midfield where we can play McAllister where I think he wants to be played. That's my thought on Curtis Jones. You know, he's a young a young fella. And, you know, I feel the same way about Harvey Elliott as well. These are good players. They're young, but they're not quite first choice away to Manchester City in the Premier League. Not for me. And I was a little bit surprised that, that Curtis was there. Um, perhaps Gravenberg would have been the... Um, a better choice, but you know, I, I understand. I understand the decision to pick Curtis over Gravenberg. What I don't understand is that we seem to be content with that. I think we need one more addition to our midfield personnel. Anyway, here's me grumbling when we've got a point away to Manchester City, and um, overall, pretty happy with that. At Galasahi on Twitter, G U L A S A H I. Really good pointer, Phil, for Liverpool and Manchester City. I mean, I mean that might sound obvious and self-explanatory when you're going away to the best football team in the world with, you know, once in a lifetime manager filled with te- magnificent technical players, players who, willing to put the same amount of effort into the work without the ball. It's a daunting prospect, as the res- records show, from City going and into the game. But overall, I felt there was real signs of improvement for Liverpool. And I felt, again, yeah, it was important for them to take something out of the game and the performance in which they were able to draw City into a football match. And the outcome wasn't watching a team being second best, totally submissive to Manchester City, Manchester City dominating the ball and Liverpool having to play second fiddle, really. I felt Liverpool were always in the game. And that'll bode really well. I think it'll be a massive confidence boost that they've been able to compete with Manchester City in today's game and ultimately come out with a point. I think I mentioned on a couple of the podcasts I did over the last, well, before the international break, that I didn't feel that Liverpool would be able to challenge for the title this season. I still don't really. And the reason for that is the performances away from home. I have no problem with Liverpool at Anfield. The record suggests that the level of performance does, the domination they have over games, the the amount of territory within games. But that isn't the case away from home. For me, Liverpool have been nowhere near good enough away from home for the vast part of a good year and a half, unable to dominate games throughout. And the two main issues that they've had within games for me away from home for a long period now has been, first of all, stopping counter-attacks, stopping transitions, and second of all, being able to build the game when the opposition have organised pressure on the ball and Liverpool tasked with progressing the ball up the pitch from the deeper areas and that was my big concern both of these things coming into today's game against Manchester City when you think about how good Manchester City are in pressurising the ball from high areas you know, the, the distances between the players to engage with the ball the body shape of the players to force opposition into areas they basically don't want to go and then the ball's recycled and then all of a sudden Manchester City are back in possession and you're back on the, the back front the back foot as the, as the team opposing them and don't get me wrong, there were spells throughout today's game where Liverpool continued to struggle with that, very much so. But we've got to take into account that this is Manchester City. So in what I expected before the game, how much I expected them to struggle, didn't exactly play out because I felt there was periods within the game where Liverpool were able to beat that pressure and get into advantageous areas, which meant that ultimately they had opportunities within City's final third with a bit, of, a little bit of better care, a little bit of better technique and a little bit of better decision-making to actually have created more chances than they actually did. 
I mean, you look sometimes at, you know, shots on goal, but it doesn't always tell you the, the, the story if the shot didn't manage to get executed. And I felt Liverpool arrived in Manchester City's final phase a lot during the game. And again, more than I would have expected, really. So it was a real positive for me in that sense. And also, if I touch on, obviously, the, the second thing that I mentioned, which Liverpool have struggled with away from home in terms of stopping counter-attacks. Now, it's less of a counter-attack when you play against Manchester City because ultimately Manchester City have 80%, 70% of the ball. But I suppose what I can link that to in today's game is Manchester City being able to play through Liverpool easily and therefore create a host of chances. Don't get me wrong, Liverpool, Manchester City did create chances, but not to the amount where you felt that Liverpool were, were hanging on or massive opportunities which you think to yourself, how, hasn't he, you know, haven't, how haven't they put that away? How, how fortunate are Liverpool? And the way Liverpool try and go about this second point in terms of stopping Manchester City playing through is they try and basically cut off the central area of the pitch and basically mimic what Manchester City have done for Liverpool over many years and what Manchester City do to the vast amount of teams they come up against. And what they do is they, they press with the front two. So in Liverpool's case today... Darwin Nunes has attached himself to one of the City centre-halves and then Curtis Jones in the first half, for example, Gravenberg in the second half, would then push on to the opposing centre-half. And the reason for this is what Liverpool want to do is they want to stop that central penetration build-up because what Manchester City will try and do is have the two centre-backs form a box with Rodri uh, and Akanji in, in trying to be able to play bounce passes and ultimately get... Um, evade pressure to be able to play through obviously you've got to take into account as well what makes it more difficult is they've probably got the best ball playing goalkeeper who's ever played any game of football which obviously makes it massively difficult but that's Liverpool's plan and that's very much how Manchester City play against Liverpool because normally it's Kevin De Bruyne who pushes on to that second centre-half. In today's particular fixture, it was Bernardo Silva. So Bernardo Silva and Curtis Jones were tasked with two similar roles today. And again, like I say, that didn't stop Manchester City building up and ultimately being able to progress the ball. But Liverpool did enough considering it's a new side, considering the organisation. You know, We know that Liverpool are not as great a side as Manchester City at this moment in time. And I was... I was pleasantly surprised in the way they went about it, the distancing. It wasn't at any time that Liverpool were pierced, punctured, um, where you look like they were ragged and all of a sudden they're on the back foot. And that was a positive for me. Second of all was obviously trying to build the game from Liverpool's defensive third. Like I said, they struggled at times. And one of my big worries coming into the game was how could they evade that pressure of Manchester City and being able to, to basically progress the ball into the higher areas of pitch. And one of the main reasons for that is I've been critical of Alexis McAllister and I'm a massive fan of his. But since he came to Liverpool, I felt in that deeper build-up phase he's been losing possession. And when I considered that Trent Alexander-Arnold is his partner in there when Liverpool have the ball, in the, in, in the few moments actually that Liverpool have the ball against Manchester City in the build-up, it was a, it's a little bit of a worrying combination when I think about being able to retain the ball because as much as I, I'm really a fan of both players, I think McAllister's been sloppy and also Alexander-Arnold's probably one of the most vertical players you can find in football. I mean, no one can be a bigger fan than me or the player. But I feel that sometimes in that first phase build-up because he is so proactive, wanting to get on the front foot, wanting to wrap that ball into the forward players, that obviously that sometimes he doesn't always take the right option when to circulate it when to bounce it, when to have a slower tempo within that build-up, when to slow the game up and, and speed it down. Sorry. However, I felt both did really well today and I actually think Alexander-Arnold was the best player on the field for Liverpool. I think he had a magnificent game, Alexander-Arnold. 
don't get me wrong, in, 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 there was a you know about two opportunities where Doku created some separation in the 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 outside position when he received possession but that's always going to be the case at times you know you're talking about probably the elite dribbler in world football when you think about volume and probably in actually actual success in 1v1 duels but I felt in generally managed them really really well Alexander-Arnold I thought it was a good duel throughout and then he ended up being the player who what a magnificent strike at the edge of the box it was almost caught under his feet a little but his ability to just push it out quickly into his stride and that execution with the laces while he was on the move, such a clean strike into the bottom corner. And he's one of the few players who've got that technical ability to be able to strike a moving ball like that. And ultimately, it was the reason why Liverpool were able to, to extract the point from today. But I felt his, his general performance, I felt was, well, I felt it was excellent. Some of, some of the array of passing that we've seen today, there was one in the first half, he wrapped a left footer into Darwin Nunes to start a counter-attack. There was other opportunities where he was playing through over all round. Yeah, that, there's not many players who can hurt you in so many different ways. And sometimes I feel we take it for granted the level of execution of some of the, or difficulty of some of the passes he's actually making. And I felt throughout the game today, I thought he was absolutely first class in how he performed. Even there's, there's opportunities when Liverpool are under a little bit of pressure and a normal player or a less technical ability player would just simply hoof the ball for a long a long ball upfield. But there's times where he just takes the weight off it and plays them passes to evade pressure into Salah in higher areas. And it's not even a long ball, it's a long pass. He fishes them out and all of a sudden Liverpool have gained territory in a favour up the field. But I felt I just wanted to highlight him today because magnificent performance for me. I felt he was outstanding throughout. And, as I say, really helped in the sense that I felt him and McAllister, in general, Alexis McAllister, used the ball much better and were much more secure when they had it, meaning that Liverpool could then gain some kind of control in being able to extract the ball forward more often than I expected that they would, seeing from what I've seen from them so far this season, in which they've been sloppy. I wanted to mention Costa Simakas as a last sort of comment. I felt that... He's a yeah, he's a, he's a steady left back for Liverpool. I I have no doubt about that. I know he's been a bit ring rusty in the first few weeks, but I think his biggest problem is he just hasn't had a run of games since he's been at Liverpool really to build up that consistency, that confidence. But I have no no concerns whatsoever as him as a being a left back in Liverpool squad. I think he's more than good enough. I think he's really got really good technical ability on his left foot. I think he used the ball well today, and I felt his his overall performance and his cover positions, his one v one. Uh, body shape to be able to force Foden into non-dangerous areas. I felt it was going to be really important for Liverpool how the full-backs play today because with both teams trying to cancel out that sort of central progression, you know that when bounce passes are played from that middle area and the ball's fizzed out to that, that wide area, you know there's going to be 1v1 duels. And I really I was concerned beforehand, how are Liverpool's full-backs going to manage Manchester City's two wide players? But I felt that was a key aspect of the game which Liverpool and both fullbacks did really, really well. I think it's a big point for Liverpool in, in belief as much as anything else. I think the performance was good enough to extract the point overall and it'll be it'll be big for the confidence of Liverpool and, and, and hopefully they can bring take this forward now and start accumulating some points which will put them in a decent position in the coming weeks. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.